When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did Obi-Wan Kenobi reveal who saved Grogu? The Star Wars universe is full of many unsolved mysteries and unanswered questions, like what's the real name of Yoda's species? What's Han Solo's real last name? And is there really a second bigger Luke out there? A little short for a stormtrooper. The world may never know, but thanks to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, we may now know the answer to one of the galaxy far, far away's biggest mysteries. Namely, who saved Grogu from Order 66? The potential answer comes in Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 3, and we're going to break it all down for you in just a moment. However, in order to do so, we need to spoil the latest episode of Kenobi. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're worried about that sort of thing, leave now before it's too late. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The latest episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi introduces us to The Path. It's an underground network of safe houses across the galaxy for Jedi on the run from the Empire in the wake of Order 66. The safe house on Mapuza was well-worn and used by many Jedi previously, who scrawled their names and messages on the wall to signal their survival to their allies. As we mentioned in our Episode 3 breakdown, some of the names on the wall written in Orbesh include the Jedi Valen Halcyon, aka Hal Horn, whose son Corin may have appeared in Episode 2. Another name was Roganda Ismarin, an Alderanian Jedi youngling who managed to escape Order 66 as well. But the most surprising of all, especially to Obi-Wan, was the name Quinlan Voss. Quinlan was here. When Obi-Wan spots this name on the wall, the Imperial double agent Tala tells him that Quinlan helps those who follow the path now and again by smuggling younglings. Now, this is especially important for any Force-sensitive younglings because the episode reinforces that Project Harvester is in full effect. Tala says these days the Empire hunt anyone who is Force-sensitive, even children. First referenced in the Clone Wars episode Children of the Force, Project Harvester was the Empire's initiative to capture Force-sensitive kids and transform them into agents of the dark side from a very early age. It's heavily implied on Kenobi that Reva, the third sister, was one of these kids taken from the Jedi Temple on Coruscant on the night of Order 66. Now she serves as an Inquisitor with grand ambitions. <laughs> As Tala mentions, though, they don't know what happens to all of the kids as they're never seen again after they're taken. From what we learn later in The Mandalorian and The Rise of Skywalker, Palpatine was into some seriously sick Sith science. He used the midichlorian-rich blood of beings like Grogu to fuel his cloning experiments and recreate the prestige with weird snow homunculi. Now, Children of the Force and Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 3 also confirm that Jedi younglings were recruited for training in the Jedi Temple very shortly after they were born. So the Jedi Order was basically all they knew, and that's what makes Grogu's memory of that night so brutal. As we saw in the Book of Boba Fett Chapter 6, Grogu was present at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant when Order 66 unfolded. Through Grogu's eyes, we saw three nameless Jedi bravely sacrifice themselves as clone troopers took the execute part of Execute Order 66 extremely literally. While we don't know exactly what happened to Grogu after this memory, it's heavily implied that he eluded Imperial capture in the long term. Hence why Dr. Pershing and the Imperial Remnant were so doggedly pursuing Grogu way back in The Mandalorian Season 1. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. 
But Grogu could not have escaped on his own. He was too sleepy and too baby to defend himself. Although Grogu was born during 41 BBY, the same year as Anakin Skywalker, Grogu is a member of Yoda's species and ages much slower than us human fleshbags. Species age differently. Perhaps it could live many centuries. It's why 50 years later he's still a wee baby rather than a cackling swamp goblin like Yoda. <laughs> With Kenobi taking place only 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, Grogu is still very much in need of an adult to help him out. And who better than a Jedi that knows both the meaning of the light side and the terrible power of the dark side, someone like Quinlan Voss. Kenobi, you look worse for wear. How's temple life? As established in Christy Golden's 2015 book, Dark Disciple, Quinlan eventually succumbed to the dark side while on a mission to assassinate Count Dooku alongside Asajj Ventress, a former Padawan and dark side assassin herself. Ultimately, these two both find redemption with Asajj sacrificing herself to save Quinlan's life. It's an act that winds up leading Quinlan back to the light side. Having this unique perspective though on both sides of the force will likely give Quinlan an edge in evading their agents and Project Harvester. More importantly, Quinlan might also feel particularly compelled to help Jedi younglings because of his psychometric abilities. He has the power to sense the memories of others when he touches objects they have touched. So if Quinlan, say, laid his hands on Grogu's floating cradle, he might have witnessed those same flashbacks we saw through Grogu's eyes in the Book of Boba Fett, despite Grogu having buried most of his traumatic memories deep inside. Now the answer to where Grogu's been hiding all this time prior to his re-emergence in The Mandalorian could also be answered by Kenobi. It might be where all roads of the path ultimately lead to, and that is Jabim. Jabim is an outer rim world that first appeared in 2003's Star Wars Republic number 55, a comic that is no longer canon. In those stories, it was the site of brutal protracted battles during the Clone Wars that left many Jedi dead and the planet devastated by warfare. And while the Jedi definitely would not be welcome back there based on how those comics end, maybe it's a safer place in current canon. Or maybe it's the same place and it's also the last place anyone would expect a Jedi to be hiding out. And that makes it perfect for stashing smuggled Jedi and Force-sensitive younglings. So perhaps Quinlan and the Jedi on Jabim could have continued Grogu's training in the ways of the Force. When Luke was training Grogu on the Book of Boba Fett, he told Ahsoka that he actually didn't teach him all that much. It's more like he's remembering that I'm actually teaching him anything. And Master Yoda himself might also be one of the people hiding out on Jabim. The training methods that Luke used on Grogu were the same ones that Yoda used with Luke on Dagobah. And I'll be honest, it seemed like Yoda didn't do a whole lot of Jedi training himself at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. He seemed pretty busy with council matters. So maybe he flexed his teaching muscles a bit more in the years that followed. That could also explain why Grogu is remembering what Luke is trying to teach him. He already learned similar lessons on Jabim. Of course, those lessons were also likely short-lived, as Yoda clearly had to flee to Dagobah to lie low at a certain point, so it seems like the path will ultimately be compromised, but for the time being, it represents a new hope. What is it they've sent us? Hope. Now, it's currently unclear if we will in fact meet Quinlan Voss in this show, but with Leia in Reva's clutches and Obi-Wan wounded from Darth Vader's backyard barbecue, it seems like our heroes may need help from someone who knows both the power of the dark side and is an elite tracker that specializes in rescuing Force-sensitive younglings. Someone like Quinlan Voss. Quinn watch. And folks, I'll be honest, we might never find out the answer to the question of who rescued Grogu from Order 66, but these new clues from Obi-Wan Episode 3 make Quinlan the number one suspect in my mind. Well, that's your opinion, man.
We'll keep our eyes peeled for even more clues in the episodes ahead as they emerge, and we might even get some more answers when The Mandalorian Season 3 premieres in February 2023. In the meantime though, folks, tell us, what do you think of this theory? Do you think we'll see Quinlan Vos and Obi-Wan Kenobi? Will he be played by O'Shea Jackson Jr.? And who do you think rescued Grogu from Order 66? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.